Our second lesson for this evening is Psalm 51. Together, let us listen for the word of God. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner, when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward being, therefore teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from bloodshed, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your deliverance. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise, for you have no delight in sacrifice. If I were to give a burnt offering, you would not be pleased. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Toward the end of our time in confirmation each year, we talk about prayer. And we ask the students to shape a piece of clay into a heart. Without fail, they work diligently to smooth the edges and patch all the cracks. And you can see two examples if you come forward to receive ashes. Now, if you work with clay, especially without a wheel or an abundance of water, the cracks remain. And that is not an entirely bad thing. As the writer of our confirmation curriculum says, the heart is where we open ourselves to God. In the Psalms, we read that a broken and contrite heart is an acceptable sacrifice to God. It is into a broken heart that the Holy Spirit may be poured. We should be clear, God does not delight in breaking hearts like the cruelest of high school crushes on Valentine's Day. God does, however, have a soft spot for broken hearts. God loves the brokenhearted. And to sound more biblical, God loves contrite hearts. Scholar Ellen Davis writes, Contrition is an old-fashioned and a distinctly outmoded concept. Contrition means finding the courage to let your heart break over sin. Willfully letting your heart break and then offering pieces to God is a radically countercultural idea. She's right. Contrition is not often the topic of polite conversation. 
The whole talk of sin makes most of us, good Presbyterians, squirm. And yet sin, the ways we are separated from one another and from God, is real and the cause of any number of broken hearts and lives. We're not fans of sin. We're not fans of heartbreak either. So the collision of Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday can seem a bit inconvenient, if not downright rude. Why on earth would we talk about ashes and contrition and sin? Sin. I can say that now. And repentance from sin and giving up chocolate when we could be eating chocolate and smelling roses instead. It is an odd combination, especially from a Hallmark holiday perspective. And yet, every one of us has a tender and crack-filled heart that has been broken at least once. And so, for the heartbroken, the intersection of Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day makes abundant sense. The God we worship, the Christ we follow, does not wait for us to smooth out every single crack in our hearts or in our lives before loving us or before coming to save us. Instead, Jesus comes and shares his heart with us, calling us to let our hearts break with his over the ways we hurt ourselves and others, the ways we break God's heart time and time again. Ellen Davis writes that we don't often think about how our sin hurts God, how our sin breaks God's heart. The truth is this, she says, God is terribly vulnerable to human sin. Our sin is more than an affront to God's justice. It is a tearing pain in God's heart and God's gut. She says what we must face is the fact that God's vulnerability to sin is total, even to death on a cross. That is what it means to say that God is love. Perfect love is perfect vulnerability. Valentine's Day is, of course, all about love and the gumption and risk required to declare love out loud. How fitting it is for this day to be Ash Wednesday, too. How fitting to be reminded at the beginning of this holy season that the perfect love we meet in Jesus Christ is found not in strength or showiness, but in vulnerability, in risk, in offering a heart that can and will be broken by the world God loves so deeply. In a few moments, Brian and I will extend the traditional invitation to observe a Holy Lent. Mixed in with the traditional practices, this year I want to encourage us to offer our cracked and imperfect hearts to God too. Over the next 40 days, may we find the courage to allow our hearts to break over the things that break God's heart, both in ourselves and in our world. Over the next 40 days, may we find ways to sit with the brokenness, even as we dare to trust that the one who gives us his own heart in Jesus Christ promises to save and restore this heartbreaking and heartbroken world in Jesus too. Amen.